0: It's S-W-O-P-E-S, my crew, my boo, my weeds the best So ahead of my time, you can't see me yet But the last thing you'll ever see is me be stressed Mm. Hey, hey, hey everybody, it's your girl Elise Swopes Welcome to my podcast, how are you? I hope you're well We're still in quarantine (laughs) Wow, I mean I am just, you know, still enjoying The free time, I guess, so to say, because I'm filling it with more things, more intentions, just more planning. You know, I think for me, and even I guess from the outside perspective, it could seem like I may be a very planned person, but I think sometimes that can be a little bit too much, right? I mean, sometimes you can plan yourself too thin. You plant yourself too thin, you spread yourself too thin because you're trying to do so many things at once. Or maybe you're just feeling like you have to do all those things at once because everyone else is doing those things. And what's successful for somebody else may not be successful for you. And so for me right now, what I'm trying to do is really just trying to make sure I am focusing on my mission and my purpose and simplifying things and listening to my heart and my soul. So that's what I've been trying to do for this quarantine. I know there's a lot of other people who have a ton of other situations they're going through from their health to their job, to their family, to their friends. And if you are one of those people, I send you all my best and all my love. And even if you're not, I still send you that because we're just, like I I said in my last podcast, it's our first time going through this. So there's no book. There is no... Expectation for any of us to pretend or to assume that we are the best at this because we're definitely not. (laughs) Anyway, so just to jump in to our podcast today, we're going to talk about three things as always. Today's topics are going to be resistance, manifesting, and contracts. And resistance, I feel like it's got two different meanings. I mean, you can't generalize resistance, but the resistance we're going to be talking about today is incongruent of control. And then after that, we're going to be talking about manifesting and how to manifest things for yourself. I think people hear manifestation sometimes and they think it's like this magical universe connection type of thing when it can be, of course, if you believe in that, but it can also be a system. It can be something to use to accomplish a goal or to succeed through something. So, And then we'll also talk about contracts, freelancer contracts specifically. I know there's tons of different contracts in the world, but we're going to be talking about freelancer contracts as creatives because those are the ones i have the most experience with i have been doing freelance influencer work for almost 7 years now 8 years and i've seen every contract under the sun from complicated to simple to just kind of all over the place so i think i have quite a bit to add to the conversation of contracts <laughs> if you'll give me a listen so how about we dive right into it Now, the reason I was saying there's a few different types of resistance is because there is. There's a resist to the things that trouble humans day to day, you know, a resistance to the government. It's a resist to human rights issues. But there's another side to resistance where it can cause us issues. And resistance can be a... I mean, it almost kind of goes hand in hand with control, right? I mean, there's not every situation that we can control. And sometimes we just have to learn to let go and allow a situation to give us the experience that we need. And so today's resistance conversation is going to be about that type of resistance where this resistance is a resistance to change. It's a resistance to the unknown. It's a resistance to the more opportunities we can have. You know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, resistance can really hold you back in certain cases. And so it's good to analyze what you are resisting in your day-to-day. Now, the first step to becoming less resistant in your day-to-day is becoming aware of resistance and how it works in the first place. You know, we're just talking about how It is different than the other type of resistance. Well, you've got to ask yourself, what are you resisting specifically? We can't just be so general about it because obviously there's so many different types of ways you can look at it. You have to be very specific. Ask yourself, what are you resisting? And you've got to think about, can you control what you're resisting or can you not? And that's something to think about is, are you wasting time paying attention, giving energy to something that isn't really going to serve you at the end of the day? You've got to pay attention, you've got to be aware, and you've got to understand how resistance works in order to accomplish the change that you do want. You've also got to be flexible and open. Life is all about change. If you learn how to meditate, which I have been doing for about three to four years now, maybe pushing for. I've realized that meditation is all about just watching how consistently life is changing all the time from your thoughts to your experiences to your body to everything. I mean, there is no consistency besides maybe a routine. And even in your routine, there's changes. And that's when our resistance needs to be let go so that we can allow change and experience to occur. And that's where life happens. But you've got to be flexible and open so that you can allow that change to happen. You've got to befriend change and understand that change is good. When you start educating yourself in a way where you're learning more, you're reading more books, you're hearing more stories from other people, you're kind of opening your mind to different experiences, you start realizing that life is indeed about change. It's about that struggle. And not to say that you need to have a struggle that that there's a coexistence between struggle and success, but I think that we do have to realize that more times than not when we hear certain stories, there's a struggle there. And We may hear a lot of success now through Instagram or Twitter or whatever, whatever social platform that you are on. People share, of course, their best moments because that's what makes them happy. People aren't going to regurgitate their worst moments consistently unless you want them to be depressed and like unhappy and just like you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what people want, but at the end of the day, you also have to share the reality and people don't hardly do that. And so we have to understand and learn more, read beyond the headlines of an Instagram or a Facebook picture or whatever and see and read books and hear stories and learn that life is about change. And within that, in our day to day, we've also got to practice having some more gratitude Gratitude is huge because it's going to bring you to the present moment. And when you are more happy and grateful and aware and using the time that you have for yourself to use what you have, to have the tools that you have, to actually be where you are, is to be your best. And I think sometimes people are so almost addicted to that next step that they're never really enjoying where they are. And getting to that next step requires you to be present, to see the lessons, to use the tools, to learn the trait. You can't skip any steps. The short route is not the long route. And you want to be somewhere for a long time, not a short time, unless, of course, that's your purpose. So, yeah, just be flexible, be open, and to know that life is indeed about change. And also, when it comes to resistance, you want to make sure that you know yourself and how you work. And I think. That's probably one of the most important things is just like studying yourself, studying your triggers, studying your habits, studying, you know, what is in your head. You've got to get everything that's inside of your head out on paper or something else because it's a mess in there. Everyone's brains are different. Everyone thinks completely different. But I I think at the end of the day, it would be so helpful for even Anyone to make a list, get out of your own head, and assess your risks. Assess your goals. Assess the tasks that you have for yourself. Break them down to even the tiniest, like task or ambition, because that's one less thing you have to think about on the way to hitting something. If there's already a sure pack way to get somewhere, and you know that there's a route to take, why not break that route all the way down to the baby steps? And every single day of your life, then that's the baby step you take. And then in time, you've accomplished. That's it. That's all. So you've got to understand that making a list and breaking things down visually is going to really, really help you. And it's going to outline the benefits too, you know, I think you want to make sure you know what risks you're taking when you're assessing the resistance to change, you know, if there's a change that needs to be made, that will be made, how do you decide if it's good or not? You assess your risks and you outline your benefits. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And you have to know your heart and you have to know your soul and you have to know your ambitions and your mission. Once you have those things mapped out, then the worry, the anxiety, what you thought was so scary, isn't scary anymore because everything is figured out. Things will happen. Change will occur. That's fine. The thing about it is, is that it's not about how you get to the goal. It's about getting there and that's it. So when we talk about resistance to change, it's really not about the fear of things changing. It's really just about the loss that we may have in that change, right? And when we start to think about the things that we may lose, which can be Maybe a lot of external stuff, right? I mean, most of the things that we do gain by change, by risk, by chance, is internal growth. If we allow it, though, only if we allow it. Now, if you're the type of person who goes through life looking at things cup half empty, then that's going to be hard for you, but you have to practice the positivity in order to resist. That feeling, you've got to build your confidence by paying attention to what needs to happen. And that's the only way you're going to know yourself. It's the only way you're going to know how to do your work. And through that, there's going to be a lot of transitioning, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty, there's going to be a lot of unknown. But that's okay because you already know your purpose, your mission, and your steps. Have fun through each little hiccup in between. It's life. So be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Remember the upside to change. It's an internal growth. It's an internal lesson if you allow it and you can allow it. That's the thing. You can. It's entirely possible completely so know that it serves you always know that it's serving you in some way and that's like the coolest thing you've got to see your lessons over your loss the thing like i said about resistance to change is that people aren't fearing change as much as they're fearing the loss of something of who they think they are of where they think they can be but like at the end of the day you're best suited When you start from nothing, when you start from no one, when you start from nowhere. If you are holding on to a past belief of who you may be, of who you can be, if that is holding you back, then that's an issue. That's where that fear of loss comes from, is we're holding on to an idea of who we think we may be and who we should be. There's a lot of opportunity out there if we just kind of let go. And last but not least, when it feels impossible, It's when you shouldn't give up. It's when you should keep going. That's the breaking point. That's the level up. That's the boss man. (laughs) You know, that's like where growth happens. It's that moment where you're like, oh, I'm just so frustrated and I could stop right here. Right. But you don't. And that's what levels you all the way up. So remember that feeling. Remember that the change is serving you. Remember that you can allow that to happen. It's just going to take a little bit of work and a little bit of patience and a little bit of awareness and a little bit of mindfulness. Sounds like a lot right now, but I promise it's really not. Now, when it comes to manifesting... People think manifesting, like I said, is kind of this magical thing where you are setting your intentions and you're writing them down and you're burning them to the universe and somehow the universe will return it to you in due time while you sit and wait for it to act. No, 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 no. Well, in all actuality, manifesting is really just a system. You know, it's a system of action. It's a system of taking. It's a system of transferring energy to yourself Into other things, making sure that what you want is entirely possible. Now, manifesting, if you don't know, is just the concept of making your intentions a reality. And the first thing you want to do when it comes to manifesting is making sure that you're getting clear about what you even want, right? I kept talking about, you know, finding your purpose and your mission when it comes to resisting change. And finding your purpose and your mission comes to finding what's in your heart. What do you do consistently? What do you love? What do you, what turns your soul into fire? You know, I mean, there's so many things that all of us are good at that our family knows about us and our friends know about us. I mean, you've really just got to sit down, write it out and break it down. And you've got to really think about it. It's not an easy thing and it's going to take years and it could take your whole life to figure out what it is you want. And it's going to change all the time. My goals and my mission change entirely just dependent on my emotions, my mood, the world. I mean, you've got to understand that things are going to change. And that's why we talk about the resistance to change. You know, we can set these goals. We can set these intentions. But everything in the middle is going to mix up. It's for a fact. And it's not there to hurt you. I mean... You can just decide for yourself if you want to take the responsibility for whatever so that you can be the one to control it. If you allow the world or other people to be the one to decide that for you, to fix that for you, to manifest that for you, then that means that your life isn't yours anymore and you do genuinely have the power to do all of what you may think you don't. Now, you've got to make sure that you're speaking about it, whether you're praying, you know, depending on what you believe and what you do, whether you're talking about it out loud, whether you're journaling about it, you know, you want to make sure that you're sharing the positive energy about it, you're supporting others through it. Even when they're talking about it, don't be jealous of other people who may be successful at what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to go for and what you're trying to manifest. It's going to help you. It's going to help you. So be positive and be be supportive and be kind to yourself. Most importantly, you want to make sure that you're not... Comparing in a way where you're depleting. You want to compare to be inspired. And that starts with watching your words and watching how you speak about yourself and watching how you speak about others. Your words can go through a few different filters before they even come out of your mouth, and it comes down to patience and it comes down to responding instead of reacting, you know. But that takes a little bit of practice, right? Now, another step to manifesting is taking action, and you've got to decide on what you need to do. This is the important part to manifesting, and it's not just sitting around waiting because. Patience is key, right? But patience is not just the ability to wait. It's really the ability to take action while you wait. And you've got to meditate on your goals. You've got to stay consistent with your self-care, whether that beats working out, eating well, drinking well. You've got to stay humble in yourself and your relationships in your life, and you've got to practice your gratitude. What do you need to do in order to get to that point, with that included? And you've also got to make sure that you're taking those chances, you know, <laughs> not resisting to the change and the the opportunities that may come into your life. You really want to make sure that you're working with the things you're offered. You don't want to be resistant. To the things that you may actually be manifesting You know, a lot of things that may be complicated and confusing and stressful Are the things that you may need to level up It's not going to be easy The stuff that's easy is not going to help you Really sometimes I mean, the worst and the most frustrating and the most problematic Can be beneficial if you see it the right way So you've also got to think about like Adding on instead of subtracting things. And when I say that, I I don't think that it's important to focus on the things that you need to remove. I think it's good to focus on adding on better routines, adding on better habits, adding on better consistent things instead of focusing on the negative. Because that, I mean, the the positive stuff is going to get rid of the negative very naturally, believe me. so. That's why I truly believe that in order to to actually take action, you really got to add on instead of subtracting a lot. And and that doesn't necessarily mean external things. Sometimes you got to minimize what is going on around visually. I had to get rid of so much stuff. And just to simplify my life. And that has been so good for my head, for my my body, my brain. Just to not feel like I just have so many things to hold on to. I mean, I'm mean, i not a hoarder in any sense. But like, why am I collecting little trinkets that I have no use for? I mean, there's maybe memories attached. But those memories are in my head. And they'll always be there. And so I'm a, quite a minimalist in these days. <laughs> now... Patience is key. Like I said, you got to trust your storyline. I've been saying trust your process or trust the process for a long time. But now I'm starting to realize that trust the process is, it seems like just, you know, I think it's more about thinking about one day if you imagine you're doing your TED Talk, right? And what is the thing that you are going to talk about and say, where is your inspiration? What have you been through? What is your book? And when we think about the people that are the most interesting or the most inspirational in our lives, it's not because of the things they've accomplished only. It's about where they came from and how they got there. And you've got to remember that for your own story. It's not just about your success, not about all the things you accomplished. It's about the story of how you're getting there and how you're persevering through anything to get there. So you've got to remember that while you're manifesting what you were. Now, like I mentioned, I have been you know, doing some contract work for the last seven years or so. I mean, I've been doing Instagram stuff for the last 10, but to be honest with you, I've had managers though throughout. I've had different friends and and acquaintances look over my contracts as well. I've learned a lot through experience and you will do the same. And that's important to know. And important to remember is that This contract conversation is going to be important for you, but it's also going to be important for you to make sure that you are experiencing things yourself. You are paying attention and you are reading everything all the way through and you want to make sure that you're negotiating the terms. I think when it comes to having a lawyer, you might want to rethink having that for the smaller things, if you can at least take a little bit of this advice. But if you do need a lawyer, it's probably for something that's above 5000 in pay. But you do, in case, maybe you want to ask a friend, a partner, whatever, you want to always have just maybe a second eye to read all the way through of your contract. It's so important. Never sign right away. There is always an option to take your time. If someone's rushing you, it's probably not a good sign. You want to make sure that you take your time and you're allowed to take your time and you make sure that you Google what you don't know and make notes. And if they send you like a PDF of your contract, sure you ask them for a Word document because you can highlight things, add little comments to certain things that don't seem right, and send that back to them so that they have your edits, they have your thoughts, and they can send that to their people and send it back. In more cases than not, they're probably not going to request any more than that, and they'll probably approve it right away. So it's not as a crazy process as I think everybody makes it out to be sometimes. Now within your contract, you want to make sure that you are checking all the names, make sure your names are spelled right, make sure their names are spelled right, make sure all the addresses are good, make sure all the spaces and the signatures and things seem correct. And if you don't know if they should be, Google it. Like I said, search some more information, find some very specific examples for yourself because there's plenty, plenty out there. So if you are completing it, make sure you complete all the fill in the blanks. You can sign a document digitally, it is allowed, but in some US documents, like I think tax documents or like certain things, I don't think you can sign them digitally. I think you have to sign them physically and then scan. So just ask what's necessary and make sure that you are doing things correctly, not just for yourself, for other people, make sure that there's blanks for them to do what they need to do so that you're safe, right? So, know the contract relationship too, because within certain contracts, I mean, you could be a contractor or you can be an employee, and that depends on your tax situation. So, uh, you could be paying tax on the contract that you are signing. Within the contract too, you want to make sure that you are looking at your responsibilities. What are your deliverables? What are the expectations? Make sure they are as specific as possible. You want to have the timelines on there. You want to have the due dates. You want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Vocal agreements are nothing until they're on paper. You want to be specific and you want to set the boundaries most importantly. And you also want to make sure... And some people forget this part sometimes you want to make sure that there's an ownership conversation. Where will this stuff that you're creating be used? How will it be used? How long will it be used? Those are additional price rate additions addition additional additional they those are things that you should be adding additionally to up your price, up your rate, because the longer they use it for, the more they have to pay you. And the more places they use it, the more they have to pay you. It's really very specific. If it's a larger case scenario, maybe it's for television, charge more. Maybe it's just for social, charge a little less. I mean, it just depends on the case, but feel it out and know in your gut. People sometimes feel like They second guess their rates. But I think when it comes to second guessing, there's still a guess there, right? You still know something, but there's a fear. There's a fear that maybe you're doing too much. Maybe you're doing too little, but that fear is of a loss. Like I said, in our last conversation is a loss of maybe more money or maybe not money, maybe less money, whatever. So don't fear Make sure that you're getting your experience. Say what you need to say. Listen to your gut. Go for it. You're going to learn no matter what, every time. Confidence is key, even if you got to fake it (laughs) a little bit. So think about the ownership, though. And you've also got to think about the confidentiality, a part of that ownership, because can you even share it? Can you add it to your resume? Is there an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement? You've got to think and consider these things because you don't want someone to just take advantage of your stuff. You know, I've been in very many situations in the past where I didn't even consider that. I didn't even know that was an option. But, I mean, those certain old cases, I mean, there was a project that I did with Casamigos and I gave them 12 edits 12 posts for like 12 tequila bottles. And I don't think that there was any kind of usage rights. I don't remember even thinking about that stuff at all. And I think, I I mean, they've used it quite a bit like years ago, but I wasn't really mad because I think the thing was for me is that I was happy about the experience. i got to say, I worked with George Clooney, And I think that's pretty cool. And I still get to talk about it and see where that's brought me. I mean, it didn't like deplete me. It didn't ruin me. If anything, it gave me more experience to learn for the next time so that I can just know. (laughs) So think about those things and think about what that contract is saying for those very specific things for you. And if it doesn't say it, add it because you want to make sure that it's known that everyone understands that they cannot use your stuff past what the agreement is. Also, what's going to be in the contract is maybe a non-compete clause. A non-complete clause is something where they're really just saying you can't work with any other competitor brands or whoever is their competitor. And sometimes there's a time length to that. And the thing about the time length with that is that you've got to make sure that they're paying you to say no the next time a competitor comes to you. I mean, I've gotten plenty of opportunities, and especially right now, I'm dealing with a big, crazy, confusing opportunity. Huge brand wants to pay for my edits, and I mean this is a huge deal, right? But they're not paying a lot for this situation. But there's another brand's paying huge, great, but it's not my dream. But I may have to say no to the dream because they want me to be exclusive for a long period of time. That pay Is not gonna cover me saying no to that other brand because that other brand is paying me way more than my dream brand. And it sucks because I wanna say yes, but especially with the time and especially with the work that I put in for that other brand, just because it's not my dream and I still am proud of it and it's gonna be great, but it's just, you have to make those sacrifices and those commitments sometimes. And so, Think about the non-compete clause and what you're saying no to in the future, depending on what that could be. And there's also going to be a termination clause. Sometimes I've seen some weird stuff where they'll say you have to pay them if they cancel the project. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So make sure you're really looking in there, making sure that it's not saying some crazy stuff, because I've seen some weird stuff. And I mean, I've never had to pay anybody for a canceled project or a termination or anything crazy, but I have. Had to be paid if they canceled the project. So you do want to make sure that you add that in because that's very important and huge. And you can get a good paycheck if a brand says, you know, oh, no, we can't do the project anymore. Sorry, you did all the work, but sorry. No, (laughs) you do the work. You already signed the contract. That means you are getting paid still for your work. So make sure that is in there. And last but not least, your payment terms. Your payment terms are so important. This is like where you're going to learn about your invoicing requirements. You're going to learn about your due dates for the payment to be paid. It can be anywhere from 30 days it can be anywhere from a week, 15 days, 45, 60, 75, 90 I mean, it goes on beyond whatever a company and agency has to do, they need to do it. And I've tried plenty of times to change certain due dates. And sometimes you can ask. Sometimes it's fine. Sometimes I'll pay you up front. You know, sometimes they'll pay you a uh, half up front. I mean, it just depends on what is going on with someone's brand or agency that you're working with. And so you just got to communicate and ask and find out what they're working with. And when that comes down to it, make sure that you're keeping track of that due date, because you, if it comes down to the time you both forget, you're probably not getting your check. So there's been plenty of times where we've had to send out emails to somebody and say, hey, you're a little past the due date. We look into what's going on. So they'll look into it. And of course, they'll fix it and adjust. And so you want to make sure that you're also setting a calendar reminder or a track, some kind of spreadsheet or something so that you can pay attention to what is due to you. Sometimes, I mean, there can be a clause within the contract too to incur a late fee. So if they're late by any certain amount of days or months or whatever, then price jacks up a certain percent or something like that. And you can add edits in your contract. I mean, there's so many things of different contracts that come up. And if you have any questions, of course, send me a DM or send me a message on my website. But contracts are, they're just for you And the person that you're working with to understand what's going on, it doesn't need to be these crazy words that don't make sense. You can write a very clear, specific sentence and add it in there. You don't need to put some words that you don't understand to be in there. Just communicate. That's it, that's all it takes. (laughs) Appreciate you a ton, as always. Thank you for listening in, and I hope that you learned a little thing or two. You know, like I always say, And the last few podcasts is, you know, we're going through a lot of stuff, but it is a huge thing for me, for you to tune in and to take that time because I know there's a lot of other things you could be doing at the moment and a lot of stuff we could be focusing on. But I'm very grateful that you took the time to grow and to learn and to better yourself because that's the biggest decision that you made is, I mean, I can give you all these tips and tricks and stuff, but you're the one that makes the decision to take all these steps. I'm not giving you anything but what you already know. Thank you so much. Take care and keep being great. Talk to you next time.